Welcome to Leadership Talk. Today, Pastor Preji converses with Prophet Marco Jericho on the importance of a spiritual covering in a leadership role, protection of our human senses and purity in our personal lives. Tune in for insight on how to grow as a leader as well as excel at following our leaders. Greetings in Jesus' precious name. Welcome to this morning's conversation on Leadership Talk. This morning we have a dear friend, a dear brother, a great man of God, a great husband and father uh, on this podcast with us. And uh, I'm very excited to introduce to you uh, Prophet Marco Jericho, all the way from Montreal. Uh, thank you so much, man of God, for tuning in with us and being part of this podcast. Can we just begin uh, by you greeting our audience and just saying a hello from there? Absolutely. Hello, man of God. Thank you so much for the honor of being on this podcast and the ability to speak to many of our the audiences that listen to this podcast. And hello from Montreal, Canada. It's the land of, uh, of where people will think of either hockey or snow. So it's one of those yeah. two. <laughs> We'd love to know you a little bit more, Pastor. Uh, would you just uh, talk a little bit about what you do and your immediate family and the church and you know everything uh, that we can get to know about you? Yes, absolutely. I've served under the branch of uh, Emmanuel Church here in Montreal, Canada, and it's headed by the prophet and my spiritual father, Shaiju Matthew which has given me the great honor to to lead the youth and young adults at this uh, amazing church of nations and uh, been serving here uh, with you being involved with youth ministry since 2012 and uh, being passionate seeing young people young adults come to the knowledge of jesus and i'm here at montreal city which is uh, one a city known of nations of itself to having very macho, multicultural mm. cities. I mean, sometimes you'll hear different diverse cities in Canada or the, the States and you'll think mm-hmm. it's one particular language. But believe it or not, Montreal is actually a bilingual uh, city that has both mm. Montreal uh, mm-hmm. in English and French because of the diverse nations that come to right. it. So it appeals from very much a, a lot of nations. I am also uh, a father of one's lovely son. His name is Samuel, and he's uh, turning one years old this mm. week. Uh, in fact, mm. actually, amazing, amazing. Uh, that's really good to know. And uh, so, so you, because you serve with the church, how long have you been serving with the church now? I've been serving at the church since I was uh, 2012. The year 2012, I was asked to come. To be to start just as originally as uh, help mm-hmm. out with the youth worship team, and uh, from that has progressed up to mm-hmm. just uh, several years ago to being the youth pastor uh, of the uh, youth and young adults under our lovely guidance and uh, my spiritual father Shaiju Matthew, which I thank him so much uh, for giving and trusting us, and you know. It's a very important thing to to have uh, somebody who guides you, especially with young people, and invest in you to, in young people. You know, mm, that's true. I'd like. I'm very curious to know because you've been there and you've been serving in the church from before when Dad took over. Uh, how how did the church uh, 
shift or change in direction after dad uh, got complete leadership oh dear <laughs> just that in itself is is a loaded question mm. um definitely like um that's why i said it's so much important having someone who invests in you right and who covers you uh mm. definitely having one of the things is sometimes when people are given youth ministry they are just given just because they have a prophetic uh, personality that they love the Lord and they're very much selected because they see them very passionate for God and they're entrusted with this. You know, sometimes it's a good thing, but sometimes you have to realize that whoever you trust, the young people, you will need to have them covered and invested in. And mm. when Pops came along in 2013, basically a year after I started working in youth ministry, mm-hmm. I, I noticed the difference that, you know, like, it, uh, unfortunately, the, the environment that was in 2012 was very much like very, um, it didn't feel like a church. It was more mm-hmm. like thrown into this ministry. It's either you sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was always dealing with uh, certain people that, you know, like we're not, I'm sure certain listeners can un- uh, understand and relate to sometimes being put in youth ministry, trying to promote your ideas or having somebody to believe in, in these ideas would work to reach young people and, and mm-hmm. see the vision of it was very tough. But uh, I do believe in 2013 when the transition with Pops coming, he was the the youth pastor for the first year mm. and uh the thing is like we when i came in we didn't really have a, a youth pastor we had a youth pastor that was transitioning and mm. i was just being there being one of the youth leaders at that time mm. and it was remarkable seeing a man uh that has listen like you you look at at that time you have to understand that as youth we look at the many followers that this mm. man had, mm. the many, um, this man preached to thousands in crusades, and now he's coming to a group here in Montreal uh, to pastor, which was about that time between anywhere between the range of uh, 50 to 70 young people. I mean, like when I mm. looked at that, I'm like, wow, it's, there had to be a lot of somebody to, uh, to deny themselves and to die to themselves to accept this role and really understand the heart of God. So for my Mm. part, when I saw the transition that I see the difference is seeing somebody leave something behind and not fight for a position Mm. and just go like, you Mm. know what? I remember what there were certain times, certain things would happen in church. He's like, don't worry. You know, like, uh, you, you don't have to fight for this. This is God, something of God. Mm -hmm. He's going to fight for this part. So Mm. it was, I admired watching because, you know, like up to that point, I had to, in a sense, fight for certain battles, you know, like inside the church. But Mm. seeing how he did it, he taught me a lot about how to present a vision, how to present it much more Mm. clear, how to Mm. also not be so ambitious. (laughs) Sometimes as youth pastors, Mm. we want to be. We like, we have to do this idea now, or this church, yeah. uh, Hillsong is doing this now. We have to do this now. So he taught mm-hmm. me how to do it with our own DNA. I think that was the biggest thing is giving wow. our youth group a DNA. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really beautiful. You know, just for our listeners understanding, 
we may refer to prophet shaiju as dad or pops because we are both sons of the same father yes <laughs> uh, this is just for them to know that this is who we are referring to uh, and uh, he's been such a big influence and blessing even in my life in in understanding what leadership truly is and what ministry is and in what it means to walk with god and how it has to overflow in our ministry and leadership in every sphere of life uh man of god i'd like to know your personal story your journey of uh encountering god and how that affected everything else in your life and uh what was your background did did you have one point of encountering god or was it over a period of time or was it gradually uh and growing in understanding of who god is i'd like to know your story to begin with oh absolutely um it starts from a, a very young age my story i think it's one of those in in america we call them the 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 final countdown prayers it's like the desperate prayers is when you hit rock bottom that you lost everything and you give that one prayer and hopefully and see what gives and for me that was it like that introduced me I, like even though i had a background that my mom brought me to church i was very much detached at that time to that church mm-hmm. i wasn't connecting however like it took a lot of also of a praying mom investment to right. to continue to always like pull my ears to come to church and attend services i definitely would have to tie it down at the young, very young age that i was actually things got to a point that i was so displeased at a very young age i was 10 years old displeased at how things i were i was being treated in life in general and i was getting in trouble that mm. i said look if there's a god you better answer me to this prayer that i don't have to go to back then i was being almost to the sense being sent to a school of discipline mm-hmm. because i wouldn't listen to anybody and i'm like i don't i'm not going to go to this school i i gradually told her it's either i go to the school i kill myself mm-hmm. so i said Lord you got to do something that remarkably will change my mom's uh, mind that would that would cause something for us to be to not for me to not be signed up to this school mm-hmm. because this is like a school that sent it's headed by military wow. and it's very much disciplined and it's like very tough mm-hmm. so and a lot of people that like they call a lot of juvenile delinquents are sent there okay. so Thank God I did not end up there and he did answer my prayer so he gave me a, a second uh, shot of life so my journey started there and like you said my my spiritual walk with God was very much uh, gradually mm-hmm. and my life became to grow because after I seen that okay God really does exist mm-hmm. then he started let me test out more like I always approach God like let me test everything out that i'm hearing let mm. me put it to use let me test it like what they're preaching about and mm. i would test things here and there the thing is you know like it was up and downs i call it always my my spiritual life uh up to the point the big deciding factor that i would have to say is up to the year between two year like 2010 and 2012 I I had decided from 2009 actually sorry I had decided that I actually wanted to become a professional mm-hmm. wrestler. So I grew up watching the WWF, the WWE and since I have always 
you know, like I always fought in life. And so I said, like, you know what? This makes sense for mm -hmm. me. I want to get into wrestling. And so I actually trained wow. in wrestling school. And then what happened is, like, it came to a point that I had to decide either mm -hmm. go to Florida to the wrestling school to train and then have an opportunity of a wrestling career or in 2012, in 2012 go to mm -hmm. Emmanuel Church. And I was invited to help out by somebody like, hey, I need help to help start a youth worship team. And that was for the likes of me. I, I'm looking, man, like I, I don't even want to think had I chosen a wrestling mm -hmm. career where mm -hmm. I would be now. Because if I hadn't chosen this, taking a chance of this, I would not be where I am now. So it started like 2012 there. And I think coming to the youth, because I had also played in worship, in various worship teams and everything. So I, people knew me also as a worship guitarist. And, um, and that was what uh, this church approached me on that basis. Like, Hey, we need you to come and help out mm -hmm. to build the band back then. And so eventually from that, they saw me how I built the worship team of a youth and they started adding more responsibilities to growing to the mm -hmm. role of a youth leader and then being a youth leader under our father and, um, and henceforth being growing as a youth pastor. Because the thing is, like I always say, if nobody invests in you, then you can't grow. And I don't think I would have grown into mm -hmm. where I am now if it wasn't for a father mm -hmm. investing and polishing wow. the diamond, let's say the mm. diamond in the rough. Wow. wow, that's that's so powerful, that's so beautiful, and I'm uh, glad you mentioned about your uh, choices uh, that you had, the options that you had, and the choices that you made to reach where you are today. And I think that's the framework of a leader. Like you know, a leader is who he is because of the choices that he has made in life, and because of the things that he has uh, chosen. And you rightly mentioned you, you don't want to even imagine where your life would have been had you chosen something else. And uh, how important is it for us to be, be tuned into the frequency of God and to understand what he wants from our life to be successful? Usually we think that I am gifted at this. this is, these are my natural abilities and talents. And these, this is what uh, I think I can be good at. If I put my hand into this particular business or that particular line of work or this particular ministry, even sometimes it could be spiritual activities like ministry. And we think that I'm good at this, so I, I'll, I'll probably do this. Uh, but how important is it for us to be tuned into God's perspective and God's heart for our lives so that we can be successful? Sometimes God's plan may be for a person to uh, do business but if he ends up in ministry, you know, and if he ends up doing something that, you know, God has not called him to do, it may, you know, create challenges. So according to your perspective, how important is it for us to be tuned into what God is speaking and doing in our lives so that we can experience success? Excellent question. I, for my journey, it was something that was developed, the frequency of God to have it measured from i came from a background that the, yeah god exists yes we pray we go to church and we worship him but how i i have how much control have i given mm -hmm. him in my decision making you know sometimes like for me when i started this journey and i what also starts with many there was two important things one we sometimes we box 
in God mm-hmm. into certain areas of our lives. So we'll give, okay, every this area, I let God govern this. And somehow in this area, uh, whether it be my work life, whether it be my, whether it be my social life, I'll be just myself and, and try to find my, my way out in the dark. You know, like it's like sometimes we, we actually do that. It's, we'll walk, it's like wandering in the room with the lights closed on and we're trying to find our way. And just because we decided to put certain things that God is, has access to it and God for this area of my life, I'll be in control of my own domain. And God is going to be all right. You be the control of your own domain, but it's going to be a mm-hmm. painful experience and one that has mm-hmm. a lot of hardship to it. So that was the first one of the frequencies giving a full access. The God factor doesn't is only not only in ministry. Mm-hmm. It's in my family life. Mm-hmm. It's in my friend's life or my social life. When I step out, it's basically it becomes your identity. I think mm-hmm. one of the second point will be identity. Uh, how in tune is how comfortable like I kept on I had to learn again from watching our um, pops how he died to himself because Mm. he didn't attach to himself to things that was the first thing I noticed and that's something I had to take in because it's my Mm. identity based on only on ministry is my identity based on only my business or my work life, my job, my career, my skills? If I stop playing guitar, mm. do I still know who I am in my identity in Christ? Do If I stop doing ministry now, if this is stripped away, am I comfortable enough to say, okay, I don't serve youth anymore, but I'm comfortable knowing God is still working on me. And if he took this ministry, it's, mm. it's because he has something else mm. lined up for me. Mm. I could rest assured and not panic, you know. So it's so important, like being tuned in frequency, because you'll find your identity is not linked in the things you do, mm. but it's linked to wow. what you listen to. And so that will help and define your life in such a way. Wow, that's so powerful. You just made that statement and I'd like to just re-emphasize that. You said identity is not based on what you do, but on the things that you listen to. Uh, And whatever you are listening to will form your identity and will form who you are and what you do. And, you know, it will begin to overflow. And, And that's so important for us as leaders and those that are aspiring to be leaders to understand and make that a part of your life to uh, make our relationship with God, our seeking His voice and His presence at the the highest priority because that is where we get to be in tune with heaven's frequency over our life. Uh, And I would like to understand further on now, you know, as a leader, it is very essential for us to protect our character, to protect our lifestyle, to protect our integrity to safeguard our purity and to make sure that we are focused to, you know, making sure that our lives in every way, it represent our spiritual leaders and it represents Christ. Uh, So what would you recommend or what would you tell leaders to do so that they can protect their character and they can safeguard their character? One of the things is that I had to learn very quickly for the leaders listening to is learning how to be teachable. Mm. I had to walk in into youth ministry. There's a great deal that sometimes we think that we know everything just because we simply uh, have read so much great books on it or studied or know our demographics. And we 
we become very confident. So one of the things is I had to learn to be teachable and to learn how I don't know everything. Mm. And also one of the things, uh, here's a couple of things, <laughs> I think it comes in the package, but also submission. Mm. I think the word submission has such a wrong connotation nowadays because the minute you say submission, it's been associated with negativity or people that have abused that terminology. But I could say as leaders, is like the biggest strength of a leader is learning how to submit to somebody and trust somebody else's decisions over you. And that is... There's no school that will teach you that. There was no books that, will, that can give you that much information. It's learning how to trust God that, listen, God can give you an idea, but I trust God enough that if my, the leader that I'm under, the, the prophet, the pastor, that if he says no, I'm confident enough that God is mm. going to speak to him. Like, I'm okay to mm. accept the no if I'm under submission. So, so definitely n number two comes in submission is like, this is so important today because as leaders, sometimes we, we feel the pressure that we, every decision has mm. to be perfect. And I'm here to tell you, not every decision right. is going to be perfect. There's only one perfect one. <laughs> and that's a man that his name, he's not yet, he's on earth, mm. uh, in heaven. Mm. His name is Jesus. You know, he's our savior. He lived a life of mm. perfection but sometimes we have a criteria as leaders that which is a criteria that sneaks up on several leaders is perfectionism and i have to admit to myself that not everything i'm gonna do mm. is perfect don't have you're here to learn and mm. i'm gonna make mistakes and this is why having somebody the annotation of submission is not only you submitting but it's also by you submitting, mm. it covers you. So the minute that I do make the wrong mm. decisions, I have someone who wow. can cover them. See, because if Jesus didn't submit mm. to the Father, then the Father could have not covered him mm. to victory. The Father could have not covered him in his ministry of fighting mm. the Pharisees, fighting the politicians, and, and so many things that mm. Jesus was fighting. He had to submit in order to be covered from what he had to pursue as a leader. So the same thing for myself too. I had to learn as well to submit under a, a loving Father. Um, even like you said, some of the listeners are relating to the, the same grace of our Father because some people might be listening by saying, well, you know what? I don't need a mm. spiritual father. Listen, I taught the same mm. thing too. And I, you know what? I struggled and to do the long way. You know, it could be like, I learned that one thing, if you're going to say you don't need one, at mm. least test mm. it out first. That's how I approached it. Because under this, I could tell you that having somebody submitted to and having somebody to have a father, it not only gave like we said earlier on about identity, but it also does give you an identity. It gives you whose mm. are you. Now you're no longer, here's a leader. Now you're, you're a leader mm. son of. And a sonship does give you identity mm. in the kingdom. It's The principle works mm. in the kingdom. So that would be one thing that definitely helped as, as leadership. And I would say, by all means, like the third point is like we, we covered perfectionism. We covered to overcome, uh, to be submitted. And I would say the third point is mm. be a student of life. Always be on the learning, you know, never compare yourself, but always learn and go at the pace that God mm. has put you in the season. 
even being a student of life requires also you being a student is also understanding mm-hmm. your times and seasons. So that's so very much as a leader, you can be a leader, you can lead them, but you can also lead them at the right, the, you can have the right initiative, but you're leading mm-hmm. them at the wrong moment. Right. So you can have the right goals, but leading at the wrong moment. So it's very important that as a student of life, you're always learning, never ceasing to learning. And also understanding your times and season is so important in any parts of leadership. That's true. That's true. And you're right, man of God, in saying that this is something that you wouldn't find in any leadership books or uh, teachings. Uh, you always are taught to keep working on yourself and you know do everything possible to help yourself not necessarily to submit not necessarily to lower yourself and be under a covering where you can be protected and covered and your character can be corrected on a time to time basis and thank you for those three uh, tips that you gave us and i know that leadership gets influenced a lot by our association and definitely one of the first associations that we need in life is uh, our leaders those that lead us and those that we submit to and those that we receive from and how important is it for us to guard our horizontal associations uh, the the people that we hang out with the people that we spend um, our time with and the movies that we watch and and things that we expose ourselves to on a daily basis you know our father has been uh, teaching us this series on guarding our soul and guarding our senses and uh, and so many lessons that we have learned in this season and how necessary is it for uh, leaders especially those that have a responsibility to lead a family or a church or a business or a generation how necessary is it for them to guard their association ferociously it's definitely one it's one unfortunately sometimes overlooked what you let your eyes in or what you let your ears in what is the senses that sometimes we've let, mm-hmm. don't guard one of the things that i could tell like how important is your association is for one thing i'll give you an example of a story like for myself too you know i didn't understand when my spiritual father came to emmanuel cuz his the dna that he brought in what he what i needed to unlock from him cuz i would look i'll give you an example because i know some listeners will do exactly the same thing like i did and this can definitely help them save certain time I put my eyes on a very popular mega church, you know, that was predominantly have a great ministry in youth and, uh, and so forth. Like, uh, you know, we all like, we all very familiar with the nature of Hillsong and I would just emerge myself everything mm-hmm. about Hillsong, whether it be their music, their books. So what I noticed is that when I started emerging in their culture, and i became even acquainted with certain of their leaders and network pastors and so forth i realized that it would not fluctuate as i thought it would help me mm-hmm. in my local church because what happened is i started taking the dna division mm-hmm. that worked mm-hmm. from another church and i was trying to implement that dna that vision in this local church and not realize 
what my father mm. was trying to build or what was the DNA of the actual mm. church I was in. So what happened is it, mm. it causes conflicts. It's not some of our listeners might be saying, I, I have it balanced. And you have to ask yourself is if there is an imbalance with the leaders that you serve under their senior mm. pastor or that you're uh, under and so forth, you have to ask, what is mm. the root of this? Because am I letting in something, a culture or DNA or have I looked at other things and I'm cause it's causing now conflicts mm. with my local church because, you know, it could be necessarily, uh, you know, it could be legally right, but it doesn't mean right. you have to right. do it. So it, it could be everything. Okay. That's yeah, sure. Go ahead. And, you, and I could have done all mm. this and continued, but I would have continued not being under the vision and the DNA of our local church because all simply because I was placing my eyes on Mm. somebody else's DNA, on somebody else's vision. So I had to learn how to learn, how to learn basically the DNA and vision of our own uh, pastor, of our own Mm. father first. And this is why, like you said, I had to learn like sometimes when we hear purity, we think only if I keep myself pure by not looking at certain, you know, X-rated movies. Mm. And that's what purity is. But purity, even ourselves too, in the society today, we have mm. boxed it in what it means. Because purity is not just one genre of movies mm. that I abstain from. But whatever mm. I read, whatever I I listen to can have an effect mm. in the how I lead. How and what I expose my my mm. own group, you know. Sometimes I may be bringing something in, but you have to understand I'm exposing it right. to the people I'm leading. Mm. It leaks out of you. Whatever you put inside of you will leak out in your ministry and mm. your business and so forth. Because I know even in people mm. that are in business, they'll have certain people that they'll look up to some f- famous entrepreneur mm. and they'll buy all their books and they'll follow all their podcasts and they will try to imitate. But one of the biggest thing is like they'll lose mm. their identity mm. sometimes because they will want to just have their business partake and write off of somebody else's DNA and not develop, not, you said, mm-hmm. the frequency of God before and listen to God mm-hmm. and on how to develop it and learning mm-hmm. how to protect and guard my heart. Yes, I can have the right and learn a lot of things by reading, but I also have to learn also will this affect and see the ripple effect that by me listening to this or by me watching or by me hanging out with this person, right. will it trip up somebody else? Yes. Well, can it cause an effectiveness? Sometimes we won't notice a man of God, the roots that mm. hanging out with somebody did to us. And if we start asking God to show me what are the roots of certain mm. things of conflicts that I have, and God can show you certain things that you have allowed through your eyes and ears and senses. Mm. That's, that's very, very profound. In fact, I have uh, seen this in several areas of my own life where I would see the outcome and the fruit and the results and then uh, you know sometimes things that are not that i'm not proud about and then when i begin to trace it back it would not necessarily be because i made a huge blunder it may be just one wrong association or one wrong thing that i gave my eyes or ears to um, which would lead me ultimately sometimes even ages later years later you know it, it may just work in you like one thing at a time and that's very very powerful to know what we expose ourselves to will automatically leak out of us when we are leading 
and uh, uh, thank you so much and you know one one last concluding question before we pray um how different is it for you personally to uh, lead uh, your you know i'm i know you're married to cat and you know to lead your wife at home and uh, then to lead your son your one year old son and then you have a youth ministry a youth wing that you lead and then in different spheres of life wherever you uh, lead people how different is it for you to lead them you know is it different do you have different approaches or uh, do you you know when you're ministering to youth and when you're ministering to an adult uh, do you have different ways of uh, ministering to them or leading them uh, do you have to be different to different people or are you the same at all times you know or 24 hours will you be in the same you know when people look at you in private or in public will you be the same a uh, very good question uh, i'm going to try to uh, compress this question as much as i can the thing is i would say that whether it be a, in with youth young adults or a father or a husband i'll be myself mm. the question is is access mm. what level of access do i grant each particular right. person i think uh, is it falls onto like the access that i a youth would have with me will not be the same one that my son right. will have right. access to so i will differentiate by what access and how they view me the second part will be um we talked about access is also learning is how have they mm-hmm. labeled me For example, you you minister with youth, what is their capacity? Mm. How what is their capacity to mm. receive me? So a youth can see you as a big brother, so they have the capacity to see me as a big brother and that's mm. how I function. Another young adult can see mm. me as a pastor, so I'll function as a pastor. So I will measure it by what is the capacity this person mm. has given me and what access mm. do I give mm. them? because that's who, as you you said you as a leader you learn how to lead but in different spheres whether it be work with a business but I will also understand what access is given and what is the capacity this person has in terms of what they can receive from wow. me so definitely how I lead my my wife at home I will definitely know there are certain things I I can speak to her and the capacity that she's able to hear and understand me and mm. see me mm. as a husband and i have to also measure now when i talk to a young adult is what is their capacity to understand me and what i want to yeah. communicate i can have the same message to tell my wife or to my young adult but i will have to sense it out and how what is their capacity to receive it and what is the access they have given me and that's how it will flow because that's how a leader will learn is measuring their capacity a person is given and the access wow that's that's amazing i'd like to just re uh, say the same thing uh, you you said that you would give you would be the same to everybody and yet the access that you give to different people uh, the information that you give to different people the way that you will lead different people might be different because of how they relate to you how they consider you what their relationship with you is and that's that's really really deep i think we can have a whole different podcast just on uh, that one thing on uh, how it is necessary to 
honor access and you know work accordingly and uh, man of god we are really blessed and we are almost out of time would you just take a moment to pray and bless our listeners uh, some of them are homemakers some of them are business leaders some of them are pastors or ministers some of them are still journeying uh, to begin to influence others and reach that place where they can actually become leaders in their spheres of life so will you just speak a word from god over their hearts and their minds and their spirits lord we thank you for this opportunity we thank you for the coverage you have given us to even have this talk lord right now we pray for those journeying that you raise them a generation of influencers knowing who their identity is right now as they're listening to this podcast that you give them clarity to function with the vision that you have for them and their lives lord whatever sphere of influence that you have entrusted them in this life whatever their role may be in life help them to lead over and beyond capacity lord to go father to a a new level this season that lord they may grow impassionately in love with you that the more they grow in passion with you they will realize the more their passion for the work you have entrusted them to do here on earth will grow as well we pray lord regardless of a pandemic that exists regardless of the limitations that sometimes wants to come in and make us believe in this perception to all those who are listening lord we release hope and we release vision that they may see this world through the eyes of yours through the senses of yours and lead in this generation oh god with the fulfilling all the plans that you entrusted them in Jesus name amen 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 thank you so much uh, man of god we are really blessed um, may the lord continue to bless you and cat and baby samuel and uh, we are looking forward to having you in india in person sometime very soon <laughs> amen amen me too i'm looking forward one day god bless you uh, friends if you are really blessed this morning make sure to Uh, take a moment to share this podcast with your friends and with your family members uh, so that they can be blessed as well and they can receive from the man of god god bless you we will see you again in the next 3 weeks thank you for listening to today's podcast hope you were blessed do visit pastorbridgey.com/podcast to subscribe for more resources related to leadership and various topics